Marty! You've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Welcome to another podcast of Marty, which yes. stands for Mike and Russ Time. Yeah. <laughs> how you doing, Mike? I'm doing good, Russ. How are you? Good, good. It's been a long time since we've talked. Oh, oh, oh boy. Ugh. That's oh. going to get real old real fast, I think. It will. People are going to tune out after that just so they don't have to hear it. <laughs> um, actually, it's only been a little over a week, just over a week. We're, uh, we're we're pretty good on this. Ten right? ten days, right? Something yeah, like you're that. a you're you're a busy kind of guy. Yeah, you're not as busy right now because you're on hiatus from your main writing gig. So. Yep. So I have a lot of spare time. <laughs> time. We need some music uh, to play in the background, like some sort of time thing, you know, like the Chicago song I was telling you about. Yeah, that was a, that was a good one. And. Uh, uh, something maybe like what is it, the Steely Dan? Time keeps on skipping, skipping, skipping into the future. You know that song? I do. I, it sounds much better than I just did, but no, no, you uh, you sang it well. Um, well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, your check is in the mail. Um, so we have a few things to talk about time travel wise this week, but uh, we should open the podcast with. A little uh, memorial, I guess we should say, for uh, the lovely man, Amanda Peterson. Yep. She played uh, Cindy Mancini in one of our favorite movies, Can't Buy Me Love. 1987's Can't Buy Me Love, opposite Patrick Dempsey, who would later go on to become McDreamy on that, whatever, that... Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. Oh, Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) (laughs) Some girl doctor show, you know, lady doctor. (laughs) He was was McDreamy. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that was last week. It's it's really sad because you – of course, we haven't seen her since – she hasn't been in in the movies since the early 90s um, or TV at all because she kind of dropped out of the whole acting thing. But you know, we you sort of still see her as this, you know, Cindy Mancini from <laughs> the beautiful senior from high school. You know who she will um, always be, Cindy Mancini. Yeah, but you know, it's 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 just sad that you know you just um, you know when you you hear about it, and you you'd rather hear about it. You know, they um, you know I don't know. You just like don't she made know. a she made a comeback, right, right, or something like, or or maybe she's found the cure to cancer on her time off, or something. Yeah, you know, even, something. even better. But yeah, it's um, the it's the Hollywood machine. It likes to chew people up and spit them out. Yeah. Well, I even saw a clip, an interview when she was young. I think it was um, maybe even dur- during the press tour for Can't Buy Me Love or sometime after that, um, right around that time, she talked about a little bit about how Hollywood treats teenagers and stuff and just in the films themselves and sort of um, – she seemed very mature for her age. Um, so – yeah, well, I remember reading a while back that she was living in Colorado. Uh, I think it was last year I was reading that, and 
but that was just on Wikipedia or something, and all I heard that she was, you know, living happily in Colorado or something like that, you know, so. And you were living in Colorado. Yes, I could have gone and visited her. You should have. Stalked her. You would have just, instead of calling her Amanda or Mandy, as they yeah. did, you would have called her Cindy. Yeah. <laughs> Cindy, babe. <laughs> Cindy, babe. <laughs> the name is Cindy, and don't call me babe. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, why don't you relax? <laughs> no, how does what he say? Why don't you get tranquil? I'm just trying to be nice. Whatever. That's a, we're quoting uh, one of our favorite movies, "Can't Buy Me Love." Uh, that was probably her biggest hit, I think. I mean, she was not Annie in the I think it was 1981 or 82. She was in uh, was it Explorers? Explorers, well? yes. Phoenix, yes, and Ethan Hawke. And Ethan Hawke. Um, yeah, I love that movie too. Um, and then she was in a she was in a series. I can't remember the name of it for. Yeah, it was a TV show. It actually ran a few seasons, but I never saw it. I, I think that was at a time when I was working every evening washing vans at Federal Express. <laughs> during, oh, I remember those days. During my college years. And I was, <laughs> I, you know, so I, I didn't watch much TV, uh, primetime television anyway. If I did, it would be like, you know, something that would come on like, uh, well, this was Eastern time, so it would have been like 10 o'clock or something. You know, like the, you know, like the, the NYPD Blue or something. I, I don't know. Um, I remember at that time in 1990. You remember uh, the Flash, the short-lived Flash do, TV series. I do with John Wesley Ship. Yeah, I would usually only catch like the last 45 minutes or half hour of that that show. Usually, uh, unfortunately, because I was working. So, because it came out at nine, and I got off work work at nine, and this soon as I was home was maybe nine fifteen. And then if I was lucky, nobody was watching TV. You know, those were the days before yeah. VCRs. Right. <laughs> no, we had a VCR, but I don't think we could figure out how to record something while somebody else was watching something else, right? You know, <laughs> If you did it right, you could do it. Like, you could, okay, if I hook it up and, you know, you get the, okay, if I run the cable box through the VCR, then to the TV, I can record it, you know, and then you could, you could maybe record one show and then watch something else on cable at the same time if your TV was cable ready or something like that, but it was... Yeah, those yeah. first uh, VCRs, you know, you had to, if you were recording something, you had to watch it. Right. Which didn't make any sense because you were watching it. So why would you record it? Yeah. So, well, unless you set the timer and you weren't home. That's but, true. But yeah, they didn't have any dual t- tuners or quadruple tuners like your DVRs do these days. Um, so, uh, and uh, anyway, um, but, you know, I, I guess I think in my mind I was just, you know, you just kind of, you know, you just think the best of people, and then the next thing you know, they're gone, and just surprising. And I, you know, I feel bad for her family, but it's kind of like one of those things where you hear about celebrities who die all the time, and you're just kind of like, oh, another one's dead, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you do that thing where you think, oh, well, this is the first of three. I wonder what the next two are going to be, right? <laughs> yeah, um, they always say threes, but it really just keeps coming in ones. Yeah. We only think of it as in threes because that's in our head. So for the next two, as if as long as the next two come within like the next month, then we go see there it is again. Threes. It happens in yep. threes. No, we're our humans. We're just we're just wired to see patterns, and so that's what we see. You know, it's like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Right. Right. Well, no, actually, that's nothing like that, Mike. <laughs> the six degrees of Kevin Bacon it just means that you know anybody on the planet could somehow be uh, uh, connected to Kevin Bacon in six. Yeah, but degrees. they they say it's always six. I mean, it could be two, or it could be. Well, 12. yes, and they they do say like less than you know six or less. But I bet there are some people on the planet that are connected to Kevin Bacon in a few more than six. 
few more, probably a few less as well. Yeah, some guy in Zimbabwe or something. Um, yeah. I bet he's probably like 37. Yeah, maybe. The funny thing is you and I are connected to him probably by just a couple of people. But that's just because, you know, you work at Robot Chicken, so you worked with a lot of uh, actors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And before I'm an actor, I mean, I'm uh, old friends with uh, Ralph, uh, not Ralph, but uh, <laughs> Harry Dean Stanton's son. Or, I mean, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm just going to edit this out and redo it. Because uh, <laughs> I don't want to say his name. I don't want to, you know. I am old. F- <laughs> uh, my family's old friends with uh, Harry Dean Stanton's nephew. So, you know, you can, and you connect to Harry Dean Stanton, you're you're like almost connected to anyone in Hollywood because he's been in 100 movies or something, you know. True, true. So, anyway, but I love Harry Dean Stanton, but that's another story for another day. Maybe for another podcast that has nothing to do with time travel. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of time travel, though, I wish we could go back and uh, and uh, and 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 get uh, Cindy Mancini to fall in love with one of us. And uh, yeah, well, probably would have been better for you because you live in Colorado. Yeah, yeah, and you're already married, so I'm already married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one of those things. Ah, <laughs> uh, you did it too soon, Mike. There, there's so <laughs> many, so many women you could have married, and now you're, it's too late. You already married one. I married one, and that's that's one I'm going to stick with. <laughs> one is quite enough for you, sir. <laughs> I don't want to hear about you moving to Utah and trying to be a polygamist. Ooh, it does sound interesting, though. Mm. Yes, yeah, you know, it sounds fun, but I think it's I think it's like, yeah, it's probably not. A, it's probably a lot more work than than it is. Oh yeah, me. I'm sure it is. It's I mean, like, I, I I sometimes find it difficult, you know, buying. An anniversary gift or a birthday, and I'm like, oh, what am I going to get her this time? Yeah. If I had like five or six wives to buy for. Because you want to be romantic and clever and fresh and new, and 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 uh, and show her that you care and that you un you you know her and understand her, and then. But uh, the reality is, you don't understand anyone, any women. No. We we don't understand women. No we one never, understands. We, no. Even women don't understand women. Well, that's true. That's true. For better or worse, but. <laughs> but we're not misogynists. We love women. Yeah. Uh um, but uh I'm sure some misogynists say they love women too, so you know, that means nothing. That, that means nothing. So means absolutely nothing. <laughs> but um <laughs> I was gonna say something about women. oh, I know what I was gonna say. Um, you know, it's like the old fantasy of you know, the guys have fantasies of having a threesome with two beautiful women. But I think in practicality, uh, in actual in the actual scenario it might be a little little too much work. Think so? Yeah, I don't know. It's one Maybe of those I'm things just... where you'd have to. I think you'd have to try it out, and then at the end say, "Yeah, that was too much work." Yeah, maybe I should do that. I'll give it a shot before I discount it. <laughs> yeah, see what happens. I'll, and then, yeah, and then, and then I'll, I'll get back. Judgment. I'll get Go, back. You know what? Yeah. That was a mistake. Yeah, but yeah, I you know at least I yeah, at least I tried. Right, check it off the list. Right, right. That yeah, because don't you shouldn't say you can't do something. You shouldn't you shouldn't be negative like that. You That's should right. be positive. So, you know, so next time you talk to your wife, explain that to her. Look, <laughs> I haven't tried. We don't know. We don't know until we try. <laughs> we don't know how good it would be right. or how bad. <laughs> so we should probably try it. But then she could do the, the, you know, she could do it on me too and be like, hey, you know, we can try it 
because I I would obviously want to do the one with two women. She might go, I, I want to do two yeah, guys. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and then I'd be like, ah, that's, uh, that's, no, we don't need to do Well, see, that's why you'd have to, before you make any kind of agreement, before you shake hands or pinky swear, make sure <laughs> that you, the, that the, uh, uh, the the parameters are set. <laughs> She's you're like you're like. So you really want to do a threesome? She's like, sure, no problem. And you, and, and Mike's like, great. You can even pick the other. And 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 then you find out that her mind of the threesome is two guys and a girl. Oh boy. Uh, who needs that? Yeah. But hey, once you pinky swear, you're 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 done. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. Yeah, it's like. Uh... You know, you, you can't back at it like the triple dog dare. You can't yeah. refuse a triple dog dare. Exactly. It's, I was actually I was actually triple dog dared to uh, to try something a couple of weeks ago, and I, I had to do it. Oh, what was it? It was well, it do wasn't anything terrible. It was uh, a shot of ginger, like ginger liquid. Oh my god! Was this, this is like an extract of the ginger root? Yeah, it's something weird, and it's, it's apparently good for a singer's voices. And I was over at some people's houses, and they were like, "Yeah, we got to try it. It's good for your voice, good for your vocal cords." And I, think I've I kept heard that. there and yeah. this, this other person to uh, to do it, and we went back and forth with the the dare and the double dare, and then she right. triple dog dared me. So uh, I had to try it. Uh, it it nearly killed me. Did she did she jump from? Uh, did she go from the double dare to the triple dog dare? <laughs> she she went from the I I double dog dared her, and then she jumped right to the triple dog dare. Oh, okay. So it was the way it was supposed to go is I I double dog dared her, right. then she was supposed to triple dare me, right? And then I could have gotten her on the triple dog dare, but she she, she did it. she did like the uh, she 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 breached etiquette like like the Christmas story. Yeah, she so went I, straight for the triple dog dare. Yep. So I had to try it. How was it? Awful? It was terrible. <laughs> it burned my throat for, for at least a half hour after that. That doesn't there. sound pleasant. I, <laughs> I I like ginger as a little bit of a seasoning maybe here and there, but, um, I, you know, some people like to eat it, like if they're eating sushi or something, I guess, like a, or like a, a palate cleanser or something. Yes, yes. Uh, I don't, that's not me. I don't I don't like that. It's just yeah. too, too, too pungent or something. I no, had a... That's good. I had some good uh, Korean food once. Um, well, not more than once, but a few times. But anyway, um, have you ever had bulgogi? I have never even heard of the word uh, bulgogi. It's uh, yeah, it's a basically it's a it's it's like a it's hard to explain, but it's like a, a thinly sliced beef, uh, and it's um, it's it's sautéed in in the pan with uh, you know with you know some you know spice some nice. Some kind of hot chili spice, but also some sweetness in there, uh, and they may put a little ginger in for flavor. And different, you know, some different vegetables and stuff. It's really delicious. Great, you like, you know, eat it with eat it with some sticky rice or something. But um, anyway, uh, this one time I had it, and there was like actual little pieces of ginger in there. And then, uh, so when you get a bite of that and you bite down into it, you like, whoa! It just kind of takes you out of the moment. So it's a little overwhelming. Yeah. So I'm not a big fan of the ginger. Well, like I said, seasoning, not not so much by itself. It's kind of like olives for me. Oh, I love olives. Yeah, see, I don't I don't love olives. I like olives on my pizza, or maybe even in a burrito, or something else. Some sort of yeah, some sort of flavor enhancer. I don't like olives by themselves. I mean, you know some people like you probably eat them right out of the jar, right? 
right out of just see the thing when I was a kid was I only liked black olives. I always thought the green olives, even though I had never tasted them, you thought they were gross. <laughs> I thought they were going to be be terrible, and I would never eat green olives. And then somehow, for some reason, I uh, a couple of years ago said I'm going to try a green one, and it tasted like the black olives, which shocked me. Do they taste just like black olives, or just a little bit like black? They olives? They taste pretty much like the black olives. Yeah. And I was that that was shock number one, and then shock number two was holy crap! I enjoy these. I could you could have been enjoying green olives your whole life. Yes, and you, for you, many years. Uh, kids, kids are dumb. You know, kids, that kids are, are dumb. dumb. When I was a kid, I I loved peanuts, right? And then I remember one time at a Chris, it was a Christmas. It had them in Christmas or Thanksgiving because it was at my grandparents' house. And my grandma always had this huge spread of food just to for people to munch on before dinner. But the dinner was always huge, too. You know, she'd make all these pies, homemade lemon meringue, homemade chocolate, oh, homemade apple. Ugh, oh, my God, it was delicious. Anyway, uh, I remember this vividly. I think I was probably only six or seven years old. Couldn't have been more than seven because I remember the house they lived in and they moved from there. But anyway, anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm <laughs> getting on a, too, on a tangent, yeah. Long story short, she had all these peanuts out. Like it was one of these silver, the the silver uh, trays was like multi leveled, like three. Imagine like three or four tiers, and the tiers, the little dishes would get smaller as the tiers went up. Mm-hmm. So there were different kinds of peanuts in one. In each one, there was like a dry roasted peanut. Then there was like your cocktail peanuts, and then there was like the other peanuts. I don't know what you call them, but they still have a little bit of the red skin on them. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the yeah, uh, like yeah. they like they had just been shelled, but they're just still been the... shucked. Right. Uh, so anyway, I kept going back and all day long eating peanuts all day. I mean, well, who knows how much it was because I was a little kid, but it was a lot for a little kid. Well, that won't end well. No, and then <laughs> it didn't. You know, wasn't anything disastrous or anything. You know, I wasn't like going to the. I didn't have diarrhea or anything like that. But um, <laughs> I I just but but from that day on, I couldn't eat peanuts for like fifteen years. Uh, maybe not quite that long, but it was at least ten years. I every time I saw peanuts, I was just like, "Ugh, no thanks." It was just I that would get a flashback to peanut overload. <laughs> now, but at the same time, I could still eat peanuts in a Snickers bar or something like that. But by themselves, it kind of just like, "Ugh." But um, but I love peanuts again. I can eat them, fre- you know, by themselves. Did I lose you? Uh no, I'm still here. Something happened. Me? I heard some little static there, but I kept talking, so <laughs> you went right through it. Just I just pl- I powered through, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> if you said anything important, we missed it. Yeah. But I would have been talking right over you anyway. That's okay. <laughs> so oh, <there's... laughs> we've gone off on a tangent that has nothing to do with. Uh, we always tend to do that at the beginning of the conversation. It always starts out yeah. good, and then it it. We get on one topic like last last week's was the uh, the animals. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we were talking about the animal whole animal discussion. Um, uh, didn't we? Li- there wasn't there something we had a question about and we never looked it up. I forget. Oh, I know what it was. We were we were going to look up what they called like a a baby raccoon or something like that. I can't remember because hmm. we were like, "You is is it a kit? Is it a kitten?" I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But then a kit was something else, like a baby bobcat or so. I don't know. Yeah, you had like an answer for it. And I thought it was I th- thought it was a very good answer, but then I never really looked it up. I didn't follow through. That's okay. It was just one of the tangents. Yeah, this is what people tune in for, or 
tune out for. Yeah, tune out. Yeah, they're like, oh my god. They're like, I thought this was supposed to be a good talk about a movie and time travel. Right, but this is worse than up late with Russ and Pat with the tangents. (laughs) (laughs) At least those tangents are about geeky stuff that I'm interested in. Not their food eating habits. <laughs> Not the peanuts and the olives that they yes. eat. <laughs> we won't even get into the whole discussion about your uh, uh, what? What would you call it? A, uh, a preference for not having any of your food touching. Uh, uh, food should not touch each other or something like that on your plate. <laughs> Did I have that? I thought you did. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. You didn't want to mix the food on the plate. Like if you had like – say you had like uh, turkey and mashed potatoes, uh, gravy and green beans. You didn't – you know, you – and corn. You wouldn't want your corn mixed in with your green beans or you wouldn't want your corn mixed in with your mashed potatoes. Well, that's not me because usually – especially with mashed potatoes and, and stuff like that, I always like to mix everything oh, together. Oh, okay. Then, then we're on the same page. That must be somebody else, one of my other good friends. <laughs> Who has weird little quirks? <laughs> um, yeah, me too. Especially like Thanksgiving, man. That's ah, that's delicious. You mix up the mashed potatoes with the stuffing and the corn, or whatever you else you got. Yeah, uh, it's no all about it's all about the mashed potatoes. Getting it really soupy with gravy, and then mixing it all together. Mm, mashed potatoes and gravy. I love gravy. I know that you love mashed potatoes and gravy. Oh yes. Oh yes. Because when when we used to go to KFC back in the day, uh, you mainly were only there for the Mashed potatoes and gravy. Yeah. Yeah, they had the best mashed potatoes and gravy. They still do. They still do, my friend. I haven't been there in, in many, many eons. Did you know this, the, the new commercials, they're, 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 they came back with the finger licking good? No, I did not. Yeah. Well, they've got, uh, what's his name from Saturday Night Live playing Colonel Sanders. Uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now for some reason. Uh, and, yeah, he, so he does the tagline, finger licking good. Hmm. Interesting. Which it is. It is. Interesting. Why are your dogs fighting in the background? <laughs> <laughs> My dogs are playing in the background. I, I came upstairs so I would be you yeah, know, privacy. It, it would be quiet. And then my my little dog uh, was she's very cute. She has like half a face. I don't know. You've probably seen her. Right. Um, and she came and she was just looking in the window and I was like, oh, that's cute. So I let her in. And then, of course, as soon as she came in, my other dog came in. Oh, yeah. Can't be left out, right? <laughs> now they're, uh, yeah, now they're wrestling. Yeah. And my, my older dog, Franklin, when he plays and when he gets excited, he kind of moans. <laughs> he's, he's growling now, but usually he's like, oh, and he, he makes really weird moaning noises. <laughs> Is it like one of those, those weird cat noises when the cats are like out in the, <laughs> what are they doing, mommy? They're just fighting. They're 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 fighting they're play fighting. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do want to record him one day when he gets uh, when he gets doing that. That could be funny and cute, or it could be really disturbing. It, it is it really it, it'd be it's cute when when he's doing it, you know, because you know he's a, a dog and he's doing it. But if you just heard it by itself, you'd be like, that's that's a disturbing sound. But you could record it and use it for a future horror film. Oh, maybe I could use it as like a crazy ringtone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would freak people out if you're at a doctor's office. <laughs> oh, that's just my stomach. I'm, that's, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> or you could be, oh, that's just my stomach. I really need to get and see the doctor. Oh, you can go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. You take my spot. Thanks. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So. Back to the, the topic back at hand. Back to the time travel. Because you and I saw a great uh, short film today. Uh, called One Minute Time Machine. 
Yep. Very well done. Very, very well done. Very funny. Uh, some might call it cute if if they were you know prone to say that word uh, inappropriately. <laughs> that's the kind of thing my mom would have said. Oh, that's a cute. No, she would say that, that was neat. That was a neat film. That was neat. It was cute. Huh. It was cute or neat. I and guess I, cute. Yeah, cute sometimes works with you know. Um, now, do you know the actors in the, the the girl in there looked really familiar to me? I do not know who either of them were, but I. They they gave good performances. Yeah. So we don't want to. I don't want to give anything away. because well, it's one of those things where it's a sh- really short film, only like five and a half minutes. But yeah. um, and it's called One Minute Time Machine. And I'll just we'll just do the setup. A guy walks up to a park bench with an attractive woman sitting down, or it looks like a, maybe a bus stop bench, right? And he he sits down, but he's got this weird looking device, electronic device. He sits down with his on his lap. And it happens to be a one-minute time machine. He actually has it written. Well, yeah. Anyway, you have to <laughs> so you're, see it. You're giving too much away. I already now. gave too much away, and I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I can delete that if, if necessary. Anyway, the, yeah, it's it's great. It's very funny. It's clever. It's a nice twist on the time travel thing. I, re- I really enjoyed it. Uh, I wish I had thought of it. I wish you had thought of it, and you could have written it and made a million dollars, but you didn't. I know. See, uh, see if I had the one minute time machine, I could yeah, go you back could. And, and do it. Yep. That that could be a time quandary we could have sometime about uh, just you know what would you do with a time machine that only do one minute? But didn't you talk about that last week? Something similar to that? No, last or, week was uh, if you could go back and basically live your life over and over and over again. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's much more than a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This this would be similar, but only a, you know. You're talking about a lifetime. This one's only a minute. Um, yeah. Well, there but, uh, was that, that Nicolas Cage movie. I can't remember the name of it where he could see either two minutes or three minutes into the future. Yeah. that was What was that? Nick of Time or something like that? Yeah. Or, that might. Yeah. Uh, what's the Nick of Time? Something like that. Yeah. Something. It was really a bad pun or something. But I actually enjoyed that movie. Uh, but yeah, it, it was one of those things where. It was neat. It was neat. It was neat. <laughs> uh, it was cute. It was a cute, <laughs> cute film. Um, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I remember I enjoyed it, but I don't remember much about it. But I remember it was like because of the whole idea, you could see just a few minutes into the future. Uh, but I can't remember if he could actually change it or or. Yeah, he I think could he could. Because... I think that was the whole point of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna look up Nicolas Cage. Um, so we're gonna put that. Uh, I'll put that on the All Things Geek page at russandpat.com. And uh, it's, I mean, it's on YouTube, so you can find it if you want to just Google it yourself. One Minute Time Machine. So it's, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yep. Uh, so, but we, we have, we, saw, I'm sorry, go ahead. We, we also saw a, a another time travel movie. Yes, yes we did. Called, uh, that we mentioned last week, called Primer. <laughs> or primer. as it's as it's more well known as primer. <laughs> well, to explain that, so where it's not just doing a inside joke and people are like, why are they laughing? Uh, I, when I first told you about this a couple weeks ago, I said, have you seen the film Primer? And you're like, what? What do you are you, are you do? You mean Primer? What are you talking about? Uh, and I I said Primer because I was pronouncing it like an old you know an elementary school textbook, which is can be called a primer. It's like, you know, a primer for reading grade five, or I mean grade yeah, two I would, or something. I, I, and you did look it up, so it is pronounced correctly. But even that, yes. I would still call it a primer because it's priming you right. for 
you know, higher advanced reading. It may be one of those things where people started pronouncing it differently just to uh, delineate it, or I don't know what, you know, who knows. Um, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I've always heard that primer as, you know, as a, what do you call it, you know, a little, you know, elementary school textbook thing, but... Um, Anyway, so I don't know why I thought this movie is called Primer. Um, because actually, when I think about the movie, it really has... It, that makes no sense whatsoever. So <laughs> that was just that was just one of those things where you've now saved me from sounding like a jackass in case I ever meet like the filmmakers or something. I really loved your movie, Primer. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. He must be in special head. He must have not had the primer. Right. Um... But I actually rewatched it last week because it's been a, it's been a few years since I've seen it, so so that I could uh, refresh, uh, so I could have a primer, a reprimer, or something. <laughs> yes, I uh, seen it many years ago, and I just rewatched it today. Oh, so you had seen it? You just uh, I uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember after you know after it really got going, I was like, oh yes, I have seen. This uh, okay, because I, I I thought you hadn't seen it, but it's probably a good thing you rewatched it though, because it's yeah, it's been so long. Even but even though I rewatched it, I'm still kind of confused. Yeah, so. it was it was confused. There were a few questions that I had about the whole thing, like right. Not that this is a huge one, but what were they trying to build? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think um, what I gleaned from it is, you know, it starts, the movie starts out with four friends living in a house, or maybe it's just, you know, I got the impression they're like working for some, they look like they're just out of college or they're like grad students, like, you know, maybe they're trying to get a PhD in science or something, right? You know, some sort of. They were they were were putting together their own machine to try and sell. I think they're supposed to be like one of those little startup companies on their own, but they weren't selling enough stuff. Right, and they were trying to come up. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so they were they were trying to come up with something to to basically they wanted to make money. It wasn't it wasn't like they necessarily were just doing it for the love of science, but um, yeah. they. But I got the impression what they were doing because they were doing stuff with with ceramics and and like superconductors. I think they were trying to. I think they were trying to do some kind of superconductor thing where you can. Uh, um, as I understand, a superconductor is something that uh, has a really high rate of efficiency as far as the energy it puts out compared to what you put in. But you have to have the superconductors have to be at such a low temperature that it doesn't make it practical for um, any kind of large use of anything, if that makes sense. Sure, that sounds good. Like, in other words, if a superconductor is, I think, a type of material that – it has such a low resistance for the electricity or whatever going through it that um, – so whatever you're trying to power or something, it gets um, – uh, like say a standard generator would, I don't know, transmit a certain amount of power. This would be a, a lot more efficient or something. But anyway, so they they – I know there if there's any scientists listening to this, they're just like – They're like, you two are idiots. Oh, what an – oh. <laughs> We thought they were dumb in the first podcast episode. <laughs> they made it to podcast four. They're even dumber. They're even dumber. Um, <laughs> like, you don't even know how to science. <laughs> so anyway, they're, so but but they don't really explain that. They have – because that's one of the things that bugged me about the movie was that uh, the, the guys are talking in a lot of scientific jargon. And I got the impression that the guy, the actors themselves didn't even know what they were talking about. Yeah, they, they – The way but, they were talking, you know. 
they just kept going on and on. And another thing they kept doing was it was very cluttered. Like their dialogue was always right over each other. Right. Right. So it was it was hard to you know kind of follow what they were doing because as soon as one person wasn't even done talking, the other one would jump right in and yeah, like this start on his spiel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly how we always do it. Yeah, I I wonder. And I, do you think it was because they were sort of ad libbing the dialogue, or or do you think it was just the, the guys just didn't know how to act very well and they were talking too? They were just over talking over each other. Um, I don't know. It seemed like I mean, it seemed like a lot of it could have been ad libbed. Yeah. And since it was such a you know an indie movie, they probably didn't have a fully blown script to to really play. Yeah, off of. they they may have written some of the dialogue the day they're shooting or something. You know? Yeah. Um, it's definitely low budget. I know that. Uh, um, I think it was made for like less less than seven like seven thousand dollars or something. So, um, but when you see it, there's not you can see why there's not a lot of there's like maybe one effects shot that you could have done on your computer, you know, with the, whether, you know, it was where they put that thing in there. Like, uh, they put, he took something and dropped it over the semiconductor, whatever they were doing. And it sort of levitated above it. Yeah. Yeah. That was the one, the one thing. Right. I don't know what he dropped over there. Was it like, it was, uh, the, the little, um, I guess leftovers you pull out when you, when you, uh, put hole, when you hole punch, Oh, okay, okay, yeah. It was the holes. <laughs> the holes, yeah. <laughs> the, the paper holes. Um, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And uh, Well, and then that – so then they put – so they saw that, that it was working, and then they said, well, let's try it with a Weeble. I'm not sure why they tried a Weeble, except that the Weeble has some weight to it, and then when they dropped it in, it sort of can balance itself, and they don't – Yeah. Because they didn't want to touch it, and they didn't want to enter the field of whatever this energy was – with their hand or anything. I think that's why they used the Weeble, because then they could just drop it and not have to mess with it. Yeah. Uh, so did they, when they did that, was the idea to get the Weeble to levitate? Because they didn't really show that. Yeah, I think it was supposed to do that. But then they, I think they left it in there, or they they had done something. Again, it was it was kind of confusing. They put the Weeble in there, and they left it in there for a while. Can they they put a box a metal box over top of the thing they were doing? Yeah. Uh, so you they couldn't actually see what it was doing. Yeah, and for some reason the guy didn't want to put his camera in there because he was afraid it would mess it up with the electric field or something. It was weird. So yeah, they they did all that, and then the Weeble ended up um, when they when they finally pulled the Weeble out, it had all this like fungal growth on it. Right. Right. And the guy the guy one of the guys took it to be analyzed, and it turns out that. Even though the Weeble was only in the machine for, say, you know, 24 like a, hours, right. it had enough fungal growth for like five years. Right. And that's when they first realized, wait a second, we've stumbled on time travel here somehow. Yeah, which, which was weird. And then, right. yeah, the way they explained what was happening, like, however it was working, they, they explained that it was a circular pattern. Like, there was an A entrance and a B exit. Right. And if... The Weeble was in there. It would kind of just circle around from the A to the B back to the A, somehow building up, you know, yeah, time somehow stuff. Right, but somehow it would be ejected from the B exit or the yeah. B, the B point, point B or whatever. Somehow, I don't know how they figured that out. Uh, and then they, and that's another thing that bugged me about it is because the way they they had the. You know, I like this movie, but at the same time, I was annoyed because of certain things, because of this, because they're trying to explain it 
And I know you don't want to have a lot of expo- exposition in the movie. It sort of bogs it down. But they need enough explanation so you know what's going on with the time machine, right? That's what yeah. I and, – and I felt like the way they were explaining it was a way uh, that like a couple of scientific geniuses might understand. But the, <laughs> the average <laughs> person wouldn't because they're, they're actually – because they were talking about it. Did you notice they were talking and then when he was talking, they would sort of interrupt each other like, so – uh, and if you think about it, he goes, yeah, I know that. And he goes, well, what about it? Yeah, I know that too. And then he goes, well, so then you would understand that it would be, yeah, I know that too. You know, it's like, <laughs> he's like, okay, but we don't know that. What does he know? Yeah. And then the, uh, the one guy, he said, since it always, you know, it cycled through with the A to B, the A to B. Right. If, if there is a, I guess like a human component, something that was smart that could pull itself out at a certain time. It would be able to, you know, come out in the past, right? And it could avoid bumping into its own self or something like that, right? Because I got the impression. Here's what the impression I got, and I'm not sure if this is right, but when you let's say you put the Weeble in, and and they when they the way they devised it was they put the Weeble in a little drawer, they closed the drawer, and the Weeble would fall inside the box. But once you close the drawer, you don't see the Weeble anymore. Yeah, and you don't see the inner workings of the box. We know what it looks like, but it's all covered. So, um, my impression was, if you could look inside the box, the weeble would disappear and reappear, or something like that. And is that right? Or I, I, I think so. I think it would just keep kind of bopping in and out, right, on some sort of a a loop that they could somehow somehow they could mathematically figure out what that loop was. I can't remember how they figured that out because the whole idea was uh, if they were thinking, yeah, if they could get in there, if they could put a human inside a bigger box like this, they could get inside there and then if they uh, got out at a certain time, uh, then they wouldn't run into the uh, their other self in the loop, I guess. Something like that, yeah. Something like that. So they, they ended up building <laughs> two big boxes. Right. That humans could fit inside. Here's where and, I have another question, though, and I apologize for interrupting, but <laughs> you just said they built two more machines, two two bigger boxes. Yeah. But what I the impression I got was we don't even see them build those boxes because it's like their future selves build those boxes. That's the impression I got because there's okay, okay. Then the, the when the, then the blonde headed guy I can't remember his name. Uh, Aaron, Aaron, I think his name. I think the other guy's name is Abe. Um, he's the one who discovered the fungus, right? And, yeah. and he's like telling his friend, and he's like, and he says, so he goes to the lab guy, and they explain it all what, what we just talked about the fungus, whole fungus thing. And so, so that means we, you know, this thing is time traveling, whatever. So then he's like, okay, well, so what do you want to do? And he goes, okay, well, you know, what if we do this and we make a bigger box and a human could go, blah blah blah, blah right? And then he goes, okay, so what are we, you know, how are we going to do that? And he goes. Okay, well, are you, are you sitting down? Well, he was sitting down. He's like kind of like saying, uh, "You gotta promise me you're not gonna be mad. Just, just, just not freak out, okay? Don't freak out." He's like, "Okay," and then he goes, "Okay, well, oh, because he's like they're out like in a field in in between some um, business. Oh, the storage, yeah, the storage. business parks or storage unit, yeah, storage units, right? Off to the side of some storage unit. So they're just talking, like having lunch and talking about this, and he goes." So what would you do? Where would you put it? He goes, well, you may be in the, in a closet. Well, somebody might find it. And basically, he's sort of leading him to, 
well, hello, we're sitting right next to a storage, you know, a, you, you know, self-storage place. We could put it in one of those. We didn't say that. He's before he said that when when I guess the audience knew, OK, he's talking about a self-storage place, right? Because they're mm-hmm. there. And he, I expected him to say, what about a self-storage? Like right here. <laughs> we're there. That's why I brought you here for lunch. Instead, he says, OK, well, don't freak out. Just look over there through the binoculars, and then he sees another version of the blonde-headed guy walking into a storage unit. But see, I think that that the the one that had come, the one that was talking to him, telling him all this about the storage unit and blah blah blah, right. don't be mad. I think that was a past. I guess it would be a, would have been a future version, but it was someone who'd already used it and come back because they oh, saw I see. they I saw see. the other blonde guy go in there. Or take in the whatever they needed, the argon gas that they needed to to do it. So yeah. I think that that was, I guess, technically his first trip. So okay, so then my first impression was correct earlier, uh, which I didn't mention. But I think that, remember the first time I watched it, and then when I watched it this time, I thought maybe I'm remembering it wrong. So okay, then my impression was that the blonde guy basically built the machine without telling the other guy. And then uh, already and, and already tried it out, right? And him saying "Don't freak out" is saying, "Okay, well, I've already done what we're talking about doing, and to prove it, if you look over there, you can see my double, you know, the other yeah. version of me." Because, okay, so that's okay, so that makes a little more sense. So, and so he's saying, if we were going to build a human-sized vert box and use it, where would we put it so that no one would accidentally walk up on it and turn it off? Because the idea was they were afraid if you turn the machine off. Uh, before the person goes through the whole cycle and comes out, you know, who knows what could happen. They could die. They could disappear into nothingness or whatever, I guess. Um, anyway, so he, so he must have already built it and said, well, so we're talking about it, but I already built it, and there's another version of me going in, uh, and I'm going to come out later and talk to you now or something like that. And it, and it proved that it, it worked. Right, right. So then they built another one. Right, so they built two they built boxes two. in one room, in this one storage unit because they wanted yeah. to both try it at the same time. And yeah. there was – what did you think about – there was like the like uh, the machine was almost self-perpetuating but not really because when they, when they disconnected the batteries from the smaller machine, it kept running for a little while but, he, but eventually it turned off. But yeah. they also realized that uh, that was the time to get out of the box. Like when it turns off – well, they had to get out before it turned off. Before it completely turns off, right? But there's like yeah. a sort of window, and if you get off out, if you get out too soon, it like gives you some weird sort of shock to your body, like electrical shock. But if you get out later, it's more like a static shock. It's not too painful or something like that. I'm getting into way too much detail. I think <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, but then the, the the things that were were bothering me about the whole thing is, you know, they decided that they were gonna. They were going to use it, and they were going to go back to you know yesterday, right? To to just do some day trading in the stocks, find out which stocks made the most money that day, like doubled in price, right, right, and go right. back and buy it, right. So and get they rich. did that, yeah, they did that, and it was like then there was no no big plan for what they were actually going to use this thing for, right. <laughs> Right. They, and then and then they started talking about and this was another part that confused me. They they started talking about some guy who had gone to a party right and pulled out a shotgun and nobody had gotten hurt. 
Nobody had done anything. They just scared everybody at the party. And that suddenly seemed to be a huge yeah. point in the in the movie then. Like they yeah. kept having to jump back and stop him and get the bullets and what arguing they... with each other about what they should be doing. I was like, right. it's a party. It, it made no sense. Here's, the imp- here's what I figured with that is that so they had gone – it's kind of like in the movie we talked about two weeks ago or you know, this, in the second podcast – uh, or maybe it was the first podcast. It was um, the uh, um, um, the one with the high schoolers, where they agreed that they they were going to time travel together all the time. But then one of them decided, "Oh, I'm going to do it myself because I want to do something." I got the impression that one of the guys, the dark haired guy, had gone and time traveled on his own because he had found out about a guy who went to a party and shot kill, shot and killed the girl that he was stalking at that party, which was a friend of theirs. See, I didn't get the imp- – well, maybe it was, but I didn't get the impression that that had ha- – like they didn't ever tell that part of the story. Well, they didn't really – yeah, they didn't really explain it well, and that's why I was confused too. But I think uh, I think that's what – like in other words, he found out about it and decided he would go back in time and go to that party himself and stop the um, the murder, right? Stop the murder. Yeah. But that also conflicted some, with something else. Like, wait a second, uh, you've sort of messed is something like it's messed something else up. But then somehow they ended up like shooting a guy in the alleyway or something. And was that no, the same yeah, see, guy? That, no, that was <laughs> that was the father of the girl who apparently had gotten shot. Okay, and somehow he was following them and knew about what they were doing and for some reason dropped into a coma and they think that he had maybe used the time machine. So it, it, it oh, again, really? it got, see it that? Yeah. Confusing. Like what <laughs> the, the whole overall story, like there was a, there was a narrator kind of, which I think was uh, the blonde guy. No, I think it was the black hair. No, guy. you're right. You're right. Yeah. The dark guy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And he, he had gone. What, what, at least what I got out of it, he had, they had actually built three machines. There were the two that they used. Right. And then there was a fail-safe one that the blonde guy had built, I think maybe his first time trying it. And what you could do was somehow collapse the first one. Yeah, because you could put a, one and, of the, the smaller time machine into the bigger time machine, right? Yeah, and then for <laughs> some somehow, I guess, use that to jump back even farther. Yeah. Than you normally could. It it did. It got it got very confusing. And you know, even at the end, right? Um, after they had stopped the the guy from apparently shooting the girl, which I didn't get um, from watching it. The the dark haired guy was like, "Let's just get out of here, and we'll you know <laughs> go live in Fiji, and we'll just you know be rich." And, and the, the impression guys like no, yeah. I'm not doing that. And the impression I got was they were basically two men out of time. In other words, their other versions of themselves existed, and they were sort of like new versions of themselves, but they couldn't, you know, uh, they were existing at the same time. So his the the dark haired guy's idea was we'll just go do you know we can do whatever we want. We'll just take their passports and get out of here. He goes well they're. What are they going to do? That's their passports. He goes, they're not going to use them anytime soon. This yeah. is the, you know, his whole idea was let's get away from everybody because we don't belong here anymore because it's almost like we're, we're, um, 
you know, like I said, men out of time or something. But but the blonde guy was like, no, I'm all pissed off at you, so fuck you, you leave. And I'm staying here. I'm like, well, what's he going to do if he stays there and there's another version? What? It, yeah, it got a little confusing. And then at the very end, um, spoiler alert, by the way, if you haven't seen the movie, you've, we've already ruined it for you. But Yeah, well. Um, it's the uh, – from what I got, the, the dark-haired guy went to – Puerto Rico or, or someplace like that, someplace down, you know, down in Latin uh, America, Latin America. And he was building a bigger one, like a giant one. Oh, that's what he was doing with his, like that's, his, he had like a I, warehouse and he was hiring yeah. some guys. You could tell I he had like new, that's em- what he was doing. He had new employees. So that's what he was going to do. Oh, and shit. I, don't, I don't, but I don't, they didn't explain why, why he would build a, a bigger one. Now there's unless he was gonna unless he was gonna put like two or three other ones in there so he could go back super far. Right, right. Maybe they, that's they, the idea. I don't and they know. also never explained why. After you know, after they had jumped a few times, they couldn't write anymore. Oh yeah, that was another. It was inter- that was interesting because I thought they could do something. That was the whole thing with the narration. He was the narration was there because he was recording an audio tape because he's like, well, I can't even write legibly anymore. So um, if you listen to this, you you can just destroy this. I don't care what you do with this. I just wanted to let you know before you know this would be my last communication or something. But yeah, he had I guess traveled so many many times that he couldn't write. And they actually showed a one shot one time when they were taking notes, and it looked like. Somebody trying to write with their left hand or something when they're right-handed, and it was just kind of chicken scratch. I mean, you could read it, but it was hard to read. So, and they um, never explained why that happened. Oh, not only that, but what about the the, the dark-haired guy was bleeding from his ear one time? Yeah, and then the <laughs> the blonde-haired guy was bleeding from his ear at one point too. And they were like, at first, they were like, at first they were scared, like, oh, this isn't good. This, no, this isn't normal, is it? And then then they just you know they don't even talk about it anymore. So. So, okay, so I think what I'll do is I'll put a maybe maybe I can edit a little a thing in before we start talking about the movie as a spoiler. No, I'll just put it in the. Let's put it in the I'll just put it in the description that there's a spoiler. I think that's going to be the case with pretty pretty much every time we talk about these. And, and that, in fact, uh, Pat actually told me he he didn't listen to our whole first podcast until he went and and uh, saw the movie. And then he listened Uh-oh. to it actually. So he's like, "Oh, I paused it, and then I'm going to watch the movie, and then I'll go back to it," which he did. So, um, good old Pat. Yeah, he's a good guy. Uh, I don't care what he says. But, <laughs> um. Anyway, the uh, uh. So, so how do you feel about the movie overall? As far as um, at what kind of a review would you get it? Basically, like, would you recommend it? Would you not? Would you? Or is it one of those movies you might watch again to try to figure it out? I, I would watch it again and try and figure it out. And I did, even though it there were certain parts that were confusing and I didn't really like how, you know, they kept talking over each other in the dialogue. Right. It was also enough to keep me interested about what they were doing and, and what they were trying yeah. to do with the time machine. So I would, out of uh, five stars, I'd give it a, I'd give it a two, two and a half. Yeah. I, I'd give it maybe a three. I mean, that maybe I'm being too generous. I mean, um... Maybe you and I should watch it again sometime together. Maybe maybe we can kind of figure it out as we're watching it, you know. And we can talk over each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I felt like uh, I felt like the 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 talking over was an issue, uh, and I also chalked it up, like I said, to maybe uh, ad lib dialogue and bad acting. 
because mm. they're not horrible actors, but at the same time, I feel like they're not the really great actors either. You know, um, they were no George Clooney and Brad Pitt. No, or no, and Mike Fasolo, or Paul Rubens. <laughs> or, <laughs> that's Pee Wee Herman, folks. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, or Mike Fasolo. Yeah, I mean, you can at least act yourself out of a paper bag. Yeah. So you know, would it have to be a very weak paper bag, but yeah, but you could could, you do, could it. do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot. Of, you know, and I even looked on there's a a Wikipedia page you can go to. There's actually a chart that they use, like a flow chart, to try to describe. And I still didn't get it. <laughs> I, I mean, I kind of did, and I and but the, you know, okay, it's, I'll explain it just really quickly. Uh, the, the the loop is like imagine there's a flow chart of a guy going to the right. He's gonna loop up and over and then come back and then back around. Basically, what happens is a version, it says original person uh, in the undisturbed timeline decides to time travel with a machine. He activates the, a delayed switch and then leaves the area to avoid encountering his double. So he doesn't actually get in the time machine. He just turns it on. Uh, then he goes. The time machine. The time machine starts and his double comes out of it. In other words. Uh, as a time, he turns the time machine on so that the double can escape, but he hasn't actually entered the time machine yet. So, in order to make sure he doesn't bump into himself or have some sort of, they called it a causality, right? Do you remember that they said something about causality or something? The temporal causality, loop. right? And so, in order to do that, he went to a hotel and just kind of sequestered himself in a hotel all day, unplugged the phone, the TV, everything. And they had cell phones then when this was made, but it was like those old. Nokia stuff, you know, clunky phones. <laughs> the, the very first one. <laughs> it wasn't even a flip phone, yeah. Well, not the very first. It wasn't a brick like, you know, Zach in, in uh, Saved by the Bell, but it was <laughs> it was pretty clunky. Um, the, so he goes in. So then he sequestered himself, right? And while he – because he's going to say – you know, he, I guess he's like going to be like, uh, I'm going to go – I'm going to go into the time machine later tonight. Uh, but meanwhile – I'm going to turn the time machine on so that my other self can travel back in time and come out of the box, right? Something anyway, like something like that. So he gets in the box at a later point, uh, and then the time, and then the, he gets into the loop. He waits about six hours, uh, in in what feels like six hours to him, but it's like a much more time travel. You know, there's a lot more. Uh, so he then he comes out of the box. The little the little flowchart has a guy coming out of the box all loopy, like little <laughs> bubbles coming off of his head. So he comes out, and then and then it says the double has six hours of causal influence on both his new timeline and his original timeline. Hmm. So there's six hours when the double and the original person exist simultaneously. One of them is inside the hotel, sequestered, so he doesn't bump into his other self. The other one is doing whatever he wants outside. He's doing that's when he's like buying the stock. Oh, I'm starting to get it. Okay. <laughs> I'm starting to get it kind of. Okay, it's like okay, Mike, you and I are going to go into the time machine tonight. Travel back in time to this morning so we can buy stocks that we know are going to close tonight and be and make ourselves rich. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> but so in order to come out of the time machine at, say, 8 in the morning, the time machine has to be on at 8 in the morning. But if if we don't turn it on at 8 in the morning, 
uh, we won't be able to come out. So in other words, we can't just go in the time machine and then come out at 8 in the morning. The time machine has to be turned on at 8 in the morning in order for us to come out of the time machine. Yeah, that's why he always had, he had that timer set up that he could right. just start it when he wasn't there. Right, So exactly. So we set the timer. Okay, we go turn it on. We go to the hotel. We play We play cards and, and, and Scrabble or whatever they did, right, and, the, and had snacks. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and then at the end of the day, after they've uh, um, already uh, figured out um, – you know, whatever stock price. It might even be the next morning or something. It was something like, because I think it was like the next morning because they actually said something about these 36-hour days are killing me, you know? Yeah. Because they were actually... So after after those six hour, that six-hour day in the hotel, then they would then they would go into the machine. Right. They would go into the machine, travel back in time to come out of the machine shortly after the machine turned on in the morning or whenever they turned it on. And then when they... So when they come out of the machine... The other version of themselves exists sequestered in the hotel. And they know that the other person is a hotel, but they don't they don't go messing with them, so they go, Okay, I'm gonna go now I'm gonna go buy the stock. And when I go buy the stock, uh that's going to cause uh me to get rich or whatever. And then it says so it at the end of that six hours when the original person um not the yeah, enters the time machine uh, then you continue on in your own timeline, and the original one sort of—it's di- like you—you you don't really disappear. It's sort of a a loop, and you don't you just so keep doing it, right? As many times as you want. Okay, this this discussion has gone way too long, but uh, let, so let's <laughs> let, let's try to wrap it up with this question. Maybe you can help me with this. So, so what happened toward the end when apparently it seemed like anyway there were four there were two versions of each of them existing at once and that's why the dark haired guy said well let's just get out of here and um because in, in, in other words i think they wanted to destroy the time machine or something and if they just but if they destroyed it then then they then they they existed as, as a double and they couldn't they didn't want to bump into themselves or something like that is that right I don't know. I'd have to watch it again. Okay. <laughs> but that's the impression I got was at the end when they're arguing about what they're going to do. And he's saying, well, let's just go to Vegas. You know, we, we got no, we can, we can get rich. We, we already know all that. We have enough money, you know, information to make us rich or whatever. And we can, you know, we can just go someplace and live comfortably. And, and the other guy's like, but I'm not gay. And I don't, you know, I like, you know, <laughs> I don't want to just live with you. I want to do something. But no, he wanted to stay for some reason. And I got the impression it was because of a girl or something. I don't know why. Well, and, what I got the impression was, was that, and, and this didn't come up at any point during the thing. I think it was because he liked the dark haired guy's wife. Okay. That that's, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. And he was mad at the dark haired guy. Cause like, you don't even care about your family. You've got a kid now. What do you, what is your problem? Why do you want to leave him or something? Yeah. And he, he was going to stay and, you know, take care of him. So then the question is maybe not, uh, maybe there wasn't a double. Maybe they were trying to run because of the dead guy or the guy that was in a coma or something like that. Cause they had the guy that was in a coma, like in their apartment or something. Yeah, I don't know if they killed him or not. But then there was, yeah, there was also the double of the dark-haired guy that they had knocked out and thrown up into the attic who got out. Oh yes. Oh my. Oh, that's why. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, yeah, because he drugged him and they he drugged him. But then, but then it was like there was also a struggle where there's like, but then you you were gonna drug me, but then you didn't because I was on to you. Ha ha ha. That's the guy who was narrating, right? 
Yeah, he was the one that went to Latin America and built the bigger time. So maybe that's what it is, is there was only one double, which was the dark-haired guy. And he's like saying, well, why don't you come with me? You have nothing here. And he's like, "Um, no, I don't want to go with you because you're an asshole or something like that. I don't know. (laughs) One day we'll have to sit well, down and watch it we'll, again, and we'll, we'll review it yeah, we again. Yeah, we, we could revisit it in a future podcast. Maybe our 10th episode or something. I don't know. <laughs> the 10th uh, anniversary special. Yeah, I, it's one of those movies where, yeah, I'm going to watch it again, and I think I would like to watch it with you just so we can sort of you know, you know, go back and forth as it's happening. Because I know there were questions. So I was like, oh, what, what? You're just asking them, and no one's there to answer. So <laughs> <laughs> You're just asking the screen, what? Why did they do that? What is that? What is uh Anyway, um, I know that the Wikipedia page sort of tries to explain some of that, but I was like, uh, too long, didn't read it. It's like, oh, it's just like, what? A, it's just, it's giving me a headache looking, you know, you shouldn't have to go to the Wikipedia page to understand the movie. That's the bottom line. That's true. But it was a, it was an interesting movie. Yeah. And I it liked it. I liked it. So I'm, I'm going to, it's. Um, may, maybe one of those when I finally figured out, I, I like it even more. But then again, there are movies that, I figure out, and then I go, oh, yeah, that wasn't that good after all. Mm. Kind of like Batman and Robin. No, never saw it. <laughs> oh, you didn't? Well, you're not missing much. I, I saw that movie with my friend Tim and, uh, when in theaters, and, and we got out of it, and we're like, you know, we're going to, oh, you know, throw you away your popcorn and stuff, and you're like, hey, that was pretty fun. And then by the time we got home, we hated the movie because <laughs> we're talking about it on the way home. And then you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, that did kind of – yeah, that was stupid too. Well, what about this? You know, but So by the time we got home, we're like, yeah, that wasn't a good movie. <laughs> yeah, that was one of those movies where people are like, don't go see it because it will ruin the, the Batman franchise for you. Right. right. Just never did. It doesn't ruin the franchise because to me, the you know, the – the good Batman films are still there, which in the, in the ones I enjoyed of of the first the first batch of Batman movies was uh, the first one with Michael Keaton, and um, I actually liked Batman Forever with Val Kilmer. I'm sorry if that uh, I don't remember that one disappoint you. Robin actually is in that movie, but I I probably have seen it, but I just that's the one with the, Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Tommy oh, Lee? no, I didn't see Tommy it. Lee? I, yeah, I vaguely remember seeing that one. And, uh, oh, okay. The, yeah, because I didn't like the – they made the villains too too stupid. Yeah, they were. They started getting – that's when they started getting really campy. Um, well, actually, they were always a little bit campy, but uh, still – you know, the Tim Burton, I think, did a better job with handling how campy it was. The, the I think – I'm not sure, but I think Joel Schumacher took over with uh, Batman Forever. The third one. But he put the nipples on the costume. Yeah. Except for the girl who should have had the nipples. Yeah, we would have liked to have seen the nipples. Well, at least let everyone have nipples. If we're going to see the nipples, (laughs) let's everyone see the nipples. In some ways, maybe that's just a symbol of our sexist and hypocritical society where we don't mind seeing male nipples running free, but we don't want to see any female nipples. Yep, yep. The only good kind. Yeah. I always wonder why that... uh, you can basically see every part of the boob except for the nipple or areo- yeah. areola. Once you start to see the areola, everybody's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it's all over. You've gone too whoa. far. You've gone too far, McFly. Um, yeah, that, that has no, <laughs> that has no uh, bearing on Back to the Future. Hey, I did watch uh, the – I had a marathon this weekend watching Back to the Future trilogy as I was working. Uh, oh, you you turned th- it on. You couldn't turn it off. Yep, watched all three films in a row. Hmm. 
Uh, no, I actually no. I I take that back. I watched the first two, and then I watched the next, the third one the next day. Okay, so since we rambled on and on, especially I at the beginning, on, yeah. Well, too much, too many, yeah, too many tangents at the beginning, and then I went on and went way too deep with this whole primer, primer thing. Primer. <laughs> this uh, <laughs> primer movie, and I feel like I kind of, uh, uh, what would you say, like. Hogged the conversation or something. I don't know. But anyway, um, we probably don't have time really for our time quandary this week. But that's just as well because I don't think my time quandary was very well. Um, was it quandary ish? Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't. I- I'll come up with something better next week. You can do better, Russ. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how do you know? <laughs> you don't know what I was going to ask you. It could have been the most profound question of the universe of all time. Of all time. Time. <laughs> <laughs> so let's wrap it up by trying to. Uh, let me ask you what uh, wh- what movie you think we should talk about next week, time travel wise. Oh man, I don't even know. We'd have to, so have to go through many. a whole list. Yeah. Uh, we've got Time Bandits. We've got uh, Time After Time. Have you ever seen that? Oh, a long time ago, yeah. The uh, the one, the Jack the Ripper story. Yeah. Thing. Um, there's the uh, what? There's the HG. Is it just HG Wells? Re- the Time Machine. Time Machine. Yes. Yeah, HG Wells. I think that's been done once or twice. I forget. Yeah, they uh, they did it once. Oh, they, they remade Val, it. Yeah, yeah, Val Kilmer was in it. Not I didn't. Val, I didn't uh, see the remake. The uh, the guy from Memento, Guy Pierce. Right, right. I didn't see. I like Guy Pierce, but I haven't seen that movie. Uh, the remake. I guess. Anyway. I guess. So I guess we could even do Memento, even though that's not really time travel. They oh yeah, they tell the movie yeah. backwards, sort of. That's yeah. That I think that could qualify for our sort of. You know, I mean, like we said, this is Rust, Mike and Rust time. <laughs> Mike and, and Rust time. Yeah. And it's uh that sounded creepy. Uh, the, 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 yeah, yeah. What? Uh, no, the the. But yeah, it does deal with time in a way. So it's kind of uh, yeah. I think that will work. That's a that's a cool film too. Um. The um, oh my mind has gone completely blank now. I'm so tired. But the uh, um, we could also do uh something I was thinking about recently was, um. Well, the the one the the Christopher Reeve, um, oh, somewhere in time, somewhere in time. Oh, one of my favorites. Yeah, maybe we'll talk about that one, that one next week because we both like that one. But you, you, that's the one you told me about uh, when we lived in New York, and you were like, "Oh, this, this is so good." I'm like, "I'd never heard of this," you know. Um, Christopher Reeve and Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman, Jane Seymour, Jane Seymour, the lovely yes. Jane Seymour, the lovely Jane Seymour. Um. Yeah, I'd like to talk about that. Maybe we'll do that. I'll have to watch it again uh, between now and then so I can be, have it fresh in my mind. Uh, but that's an interesting one because it's it's like, don't you wish time travel worked that way? <laughs> that's, that's the way I keep hoping it yeah. works because that's the easiest way to do it. And, and I don't think we're giving anything away. Well, 
let's just say if we'll just leave it at that. If somebody's listening and they want to see it, they can watch it between now and next week, and then then we can talk about it. But like in all of these, I think we're gonna have a, have a spoiler alert every single time because yeah, basically it, it's the whole podcast is a spoiler alert because we can't talk in depth about these movies and discuss the time travel concepts within without talking about the whole movie. So I like how you did the within and without. Oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I mean, I'd, yeah, I did that on purpose. That was that was all uh, part of my plan. Uh, that was well planned. Yes, and well planned and timed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we need a sound, another sound effect with groaning. People like, oh, that was stupid. I'll <laughs> use the the odd noise my dog makes when he starts to moan. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Well, that might be really gross and creepy. The, uh, before we go, did you ever? Speaking of the time machine, um, I never read the book, but I did read the comic book <laughs> when I was a kid. Uh, did you ever read Classics Illustrated? Uh, I think I did, but I don't remember the time machine one. They did like the time machine, uh, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, The Invisible Man. They're they're great, and the the illustrations are beautiful. Um, if you can ever find reprints or something, or even the originals, but uh, yeah, so I don't ever read the book. I would think I would like to read it because there's a lot of cool stuff in it. That um, I think that movie, well, H.G. Wells in general, it really influenced a lot of science fiction today. So, but um, the reason I ask is because uh, the uh, no, I don't ask about the movie. Uh, I mean the the book. Oh, jeez, the original the original movie. Uh, the time machine in that in the original movie is really cool looking. It looks like you know because it takes place during the Victorian era, right? So it's really this looks just kind of like a, a chair with stuff around it. Yeah, and it has this big like spinning wheel that's behind it and stuff, and all these kind of levers and you know dials or whatever. It was really cool. But the uh, did you do you ever watch the show um, The Big Bang Theory? Uh, I have occasionally. Well, did you ever see the episode where one of them bought the time? I think it was the main guy. I can't remember his name. Um, uh, he, I just love Sheldon, so I always I forget the other guy's names. But um, he, the guy who used to be on Roseanne, he bought the the actual prop from the movie The Time Machine. Really? And so they had it in the living room, and it's huge, of course. <laughs> he bought it at an auction or like on eBay or something, uh, and and so it's so it's like. And then they, so they get in it, and they're like, "Who's gets to do it first? And he's like, "Well, I bought it, so I'm gonna get it to do it first. But they, I think they all kind of chipped in to help pay for it, so they all got to try it out. But what was funny was like, they did the. He goes, "Okay, turn it on." They turn off the lights, and they turn on the time machine, and it's like things are spinning, and lights are flashing and stuff. And then his friends are walking around the apartment backwards, as if they're traveling <laughs> backward in time. They're going, do 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 do, you know. Oh my god, it was so stupid, but it was so funny because that's you know I don't know. That just shows how much of a dork I am. But that's, I, that's another tangent for you. Yeah, I just love that. Uh, maybe I'll put that. Maybe I'll put that clip up on on uh, All Things Geek as well. <laughs> I know a lot of nerds don't like that movie. They think it's that show, but they think it's making fun of nerds. But whatever. Uh, people need to get a thicker skin, I guess. Yeah, they gotta they gotta learn to laugh at themselves. Exactly. If we can't laugh at ourselves, who can we laugh at? Everybody else. Everybody else. But that's not fair. That's not nice. (laughs) (laughs) You can only laugh at people if you're willing to laugh at yourself. Then you can laugh with them. Mm. Sometimes you can laugh at them. Yeah, you can laugh at me. I know you laugh at me sometimes. I'm like, that's okay. (laughs) Because we're friends. And I'm allowed to. And you're allowed to. Exactly. But if if you didn't know me, then I would think you were a jerk. 
Hey, man, sure. why are you laughing at me? I'd say because we were friends at one point, and then you went back in time. <laughs> yeah, and you didn't tell me, and so now we're no longer friends. <laughs> it's funny how we're, we're no longer, you and I are no longer friends with future Mike and future Russ because they're douchebags. Yeah, exactly, because they've got time machines they're using without letting us know. Yeah. Without coming back here and helping us uh, improve our station in life. Mm. Sons of bitches. That's what I would do. I would go back and help Russ in the past. Mike in the past, you know, just, I don't know what. There's all kinds of things we could help him with. Help him with the ladies. Help him with cash. Maybe for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm sorry, yeah. You know, you don't have any trouble with the ladies. You never had any trouble with the ladies, I'm sorry. Yeah, well. <sighs> yeah, don't, I don't mean to disparage you. And, and No, that would be slander. Would it be slander or libel? Slander. Uh, is it which one's printed? I, think, I always I always forget. I think libel. I think libel is printed. Right, slander is just spoken. Yeah, I didn't mean to slander you, Mike. It's okay. You have plenty of game. You're you're allowed to to laugh at me because we're friends. Right. <laughs> but not at your not at your not at your uh, um, skill with the ladies because there's nothing to laugh at. That's oh, that's that's quite a bit to laugh at actually. <laughs> I even laugh at it. <laughs> So how did you how did you end up with someone as amazing as Karen? The world uh, they never know. Every it's one of those things, you know. Even a blind squirrel gets a nut every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> even a broken clock is right, <laughs> yeah, right, it's right twice, twice a, day. a day. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you just dodged a bullet, I guess. Yeah. You caught her on the off day, and you you tricked her. I did. I was I was good at schmoozing her. She thought you were something you're not, and now it's too late. Ha <laughs> She's married. <laughs> now, now she's she's, she's locked in. Locked in. And she can't divorce you because you're not rich yet. Maybe that's it. She's waiting for you to get rich, and then she's going to divorce you and take half your money. Yeah, that's that's why I'm staying poor. Yep, exactly. That's that's why. Yeah, you're I'll show poor. her. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you. I'm never going to have all of the things I want in life. Because I don't want you to take any of them. I don't want you to get half of them. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, it was a good time again, Mike. Always is. Always is when it's Mike and Russ time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Till next week, adios. Or should we say, see you later? <laughs> see you later, or maybe see ya. Yeah, I, I got it. You got yeah. nothing. <laughs> that's how I, that's how good I, my game is. Yeah, I'm sure there's something clever we could have said <laughs> that dealt with time travel, and but we got nothing. Yeah, well, I guess right. it's just a, a farewell then. Fairly well. This podcast is copyright 2015, Mike Solo and Russ Wooten. Mike and Russ Time Yeah is a part of the Uplate Network at russandpat.com.